Hello and welcome to another episode of History and Herstory. Alex and I, Amador, are back once again with another episode. I'm glad to be here. How about you? <laughs> yeah, same. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, ever since last week when we talked about Killdozer, it's been... You know, I haven't I haven't had any Bader Meinhofs. I haven't seen anything about Killdozer. But I was putting some thought into like if I was gonna go on a tyrannical rampage against the government, I don't know if I'd pick a pick a bulldozer. It's like it's overdone now, right? I have to pick something else. Sure. Maybe like a crane or something. Can't move. Tough to move around in a crane though. It's really easy to fuck shit up though. That's true. Um, as always. You can find us on Facebook, History and Herstory Podcast, on Instagram, at History and Herstory Podcast. And we're on every podcast platform now. So if you're listening to us and you're on an Apple device, you can get us on Apple Podcasts because we're finally <laughs> there. Alex has finally uh, resigned her hatred for Apple. Mm, Maybe kind of so a little bit. Well, whatever. We're at least on there now. But anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us. This week, we have Alex presenting a story, and I will hand it over to you. Yeah, so I'm hoping this doesn't take forever, because I have four pages of notes here. Nice. But um, today, I'm really excited about this topic, because it's been kind of fascinating to me forever, but part of why I like doing this podcast is because I get to like research things that I just didn't have a reason or time to before. Sure. So I'm going to tell you about the catastrophe at Pompeii. Okay. The volcanic thing where people died? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's the end of our show, everybody. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Lots of people died. That's all I know about it. It Took place in Rome? No. Pompeii specifically? (laughs) Took place in Pompeii. Uh, Not Rome. Italy is what I meant. Yeah. Italy. So if you're looking at the, the map of Italy, you know how it's like a boot? A boot. So Sorry, Canadians. So Rome is like mid-thigh, and Pompeii is like on the ankle of the boot. Oh, if it's like a stiletto? Well, if it's a boot. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's on the ankle. Okay. All right. Uh, So Pompeii was a very wealthy town because it was was a port town, and um, it was on the coastline, and it's super pretty there and whatever, and you have that gigantic like mountain backdrop and it's really cool lots of fertile soil because that's what happens at the base of um volcanic mountains because the ash like makes everything very fertile so hmm. you think the women were fertile too shut up <laughs> lots of breeding going on in Pompeii because of all those fertile women from the volcano oh my god volcano women yeah continue you got some more in there <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, so it, it is on the coastline and it's like next to this gigantic volcano. So they're pretty used to earthquakes in the region. Like they have a bunch of small ones all the time. Are they on a uh, fault? Yeah. Or near one. Um, so in, well, we're, we're going very far back for this one. Sure. What year is this? 62. AD. Like 1962? <laughs> no, 62. <laughs> like... Like, Jesus was 62 Jesus years old. Jesus is 62 years old at this point. <laughs> if he had lived that long. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they have a severe earthquake in the year 62, um, which did a lot of damage around the bay, and particularly in Pompeii. Um, the earthquake is believed to have been about a 5 or 6 on the magnitude scale. 
And that's out of 10? Well, yeah. Yeah. There's never been a 10, <laughs> but I think like 9.3 is the biggest that's ever happened. Is that the LA one? The what? The California one? No, actually, I think it was in Alaska. Oh. I'm pretty sure my favorite murder just did that on their podcast that I listened to today. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Um, so on the day of this gigantic earthquake in 62, just to give you like some background of what's going on in Pompeii and like what these people are doing. Who's writing all this down? Uh, you know, cave paintings and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't there. Wikipedia is writing this down. Okay. Anyway, um, on that day, there were supposed to have been two sacrifices to the gods. And it was the anniversary of Augustus being named father of the nation because he was like the first Roman emperor and he and his wife lived in Pompeii. Ah. Like that's, that's the type of people that we're dealing with. Like it's a very wealthy, very... Didn't live in Rome, huh? I, I mean, Seems it could weird. be a vacation home. I, I don't know. That's true. <laughs> the point is that it's pretty and there's rich people here. <laughs> um, pretty much just like chaos followed the earthquake, like oil lamps are still big in the day, you know, and they're like falling all over the place and causing fires and whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, that whole thing, just to say that Pompeii is not (laughs) like, it's had a lot of destruction in its time. They've had to rebuild this city multiple times. They're kind of used to it. Well, yeah, except for then everybody dies. (laughs) Well, right. (laughs) So, uh, let's talk about the actual volcano Vesuvius. Is this the first time Vesuvius has blown? No. Okay. It's not. But probably the first since Pompeii was built. So the way this, it's a stratovolcano, and the way that stratovolcanoes are formed is that each eruption, like the layers on top of it, make that cone gigantic. Like Rainier is a stratovolcano, and so is Mount Fuji. Like they're that typical cone-shaped volcano. Like every like eighth grade science project. Yeah. Yeah, so each time it erupts, it gets a little bigger and a little bigger because the layers just sit on top of each other. Gotcha. So it has erupted multiple times in the past. Um, so stratovolcanoes are also highly, highly explosive. Um, because they have all that weight on top, they need so much pressure to build it up and like actually make an explosion that when it does explode, all that pressure just blows everything up, and that's how you get gigantic explosions, like Mount St. Helens. Sure. Um Okay. Not a stratovolcano, Mount St. Helens? It is a stratovolcano. Um, so, I need to, I I said that last episode, I need to quit saying so. Gotta stop saying so. Goddamn. Um, Mount Vesuvius was the volcano that erupted near Pompeii. It's about six miles away. So it's very, very close to this. Is that like one of the tallest peaks in Europe? I have no idea. That one in like Everest? Everest and is in, like, the Himalayas. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, so that's Asia. What's the one, what's the, isn't there one in the Alps that's really tall? Whatever. I think Mount Vesuvius is one of the tallest ones in Europe, though. It could be. Could be wrong. Also true. We're not here to preach facts. I <laughs> We're just wasn't here. expecting <laughs> questions about <laughs> European geography, so. Anyway. Continue. Mount Vesuvius erupted on, well, not on, but somewhere around the end of October in 79 AD. So this is 2,101 years ago. Nice. Um, Pompeii, by that we time... We just missed the 2100 anniversary. You're right. Goddamn. Should have started this last year. Well, too bad. Pompeii had a population of 2,000 people. 
sorry, 20,000 people and missed a zero. Still not that many people. No, but, I mean, whatever. Considerable. So the eruption lasted for two days. So when a stratovolcano erupts, the first phase is like the, the little pieces of what's just blown up is kind of raining down. So we call that lapilli or pumice rain. Little tiny chunks of rock just kind of start coming down. Sure. Um, so that lasted about 18 hours, which allowed most people to escape. And we know that because... What are you looking at me no, like that for? Nothing. <laughs> You're giving me this like... Mm, I don't know about that look. No, no, I mean, like, that should have given enough time for everyone to escape. What were people doing? Did Is it just like America when hurricanes come, they're like, I'm not leaving, I'm protecting my shit. How much do you think they know about this mountain? They knew enough for uh, most of them to leave. For the smart ones to be like, mm, it's raining rocks, maybe yeah, we should shit and get. I guess this was like, I'm going to go to my other house. Anyway. So it's raining rocks. Um, okay, so approximately 1,100 bodies have so far been found on site. And that kind of cons- confirms the theory that most escapees probably managed to, like, get their important stuff and get out. Like, so a lot of the people that are kind of in the outskirts of town that were trying to get out um, have, like, jewelry and like valuable stuff with them because they're like, eh, it's time to... The well-to-do's. Yeah, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Take our shit and leave. Um, so the surrounding area, which the, the blast zone or like the stuff that was really, um, really affected by this whole thing is huge. Like this was a gigantic explosion. So it reached about 150 miles north and 150 miles south of Pompeii. And Pompeii was only six miles away from the mountain. Yeah. So this thing is gone. (laughs) Um, So the surrounding areas are buried under 13 to 20 feet of volcanic ash and pumice from the eruption. So that's the first layer. Like when they excavate all this stuff, that's the first layer that happens. Like you have street level and then you have 20 feet of this rain, rain rocks. Yeah, rock rain. Um, so pretty much this town is frozen at the moment that it was buried because it's under all that stuff. It's not getting any oxygen, so it's not like decaying or anything. It's almost like an avalanche. It's an avalanche of rock. Well, we'll get there too because now we have a pyroclastic flow. So if we think about the word pyroclastic, pyro means fire, clastic means chunk of rock. There's literally rocks that are on fire flowing from this mountain like a river. Isn't that called lava? No. Okay. Lava's different. How's it different? It, the rocks are just hot and they're coming down. Like, it's a ash and, like, super hot rocks. Like, it was lava and now it's cooling because it's coming, like, it's hitting the air and cooling really fast and coming down. So the rocks are, they're not molten anymore, but they're hot. Okay. <laughs> they're, um, so it used to be, like, kind of the working definition or the working theory that people died because of suffocation from all the ash in the air and stuff but now they're thinking that it was because people were literally like spontaneously combusting because it was so hot because of how hot the air is getting so um the results of a study from 2010 show that the exposure to at least 480 degrees hot pyroclastic flows at a distance of six miles from the vent 
was sufficient to cause instant death, even if people were sheltered within buildings. So, 450 degrees is all the heat that it would need. 480 degrees. 480 degrees. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. My my oven goes at you like it's my oven goes to five fifty though. Okay, but it's surrounding you and it's surrounding your building and you're baking inside of this brick oven. That's interesting. That yeah, I guess because the buildings then were made out of like mud and clay and everything, so you're just like essentially sitting in a kiln. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just being baked. You're dead. Dead. D e d dead. So another thing I thought was kind of interesting is that um, we know that it was an October slash November eruption somewhere in there because of some of the stuff that they are finding. Um, like there are pots and like like clay pots that they have found that are sealed and they have like stuff in there that would have been grown or like planted or not planted but picked around October or November. I thought you were going to be like, they found a pot and it said October and then slash 68 or whatever, whatever, whatever AD you said. <laughs> no, they didn't date their stuff. They didn't timestamp their, <laughs> their dishes. No. Um, so, and also like the summer fruits, like apricots and stuff like that were being sold in like dried form. So they were not going to go, they were kind of going to go bad, but they just aren't around fresh anymore. Sure. So that kind of gives them clues um, about the time of the eruption. All right. So soon after the burial of the city, thieves came to like salvage items and stuff because some of the like tops of the buildings, some of the taller buildings were sticking out of the the ash and stuff. So it was kind of easy to get into into them through the top yeah. because now everything's settling and it's like you can walk on top of the city. So um, thieves would go in, take whatever they wanted, and then they would leave like markings on the building that say like building dug. That's the the big, they call it graffito because in Italian. Ah, graffito. like graffiti. Graffito. So they were just marking that for other thieves going like, I already got this yeah, stuff. Yeah, like don't even Sucker. bother. Ha <laughs> Loser. They're right. right on the side of the building. So there's evidence of all kinds of nefarious things going on that way. I think someone drew a dick on the side of the building. <laughs> we'll get there too. <laughs> you just wait. <laughs> so uh, the next time that... Uh, keep in mind, this happened in 79, right? The next time that Pompeii was interacted with, that we know of, was 1592. So... It's almost 1500 years later. Over 1500 years later. Right. 1592, and an architect was digging an underground aqueduct. He ran into some ancient walls covered with paintings and inscriptions and stuff and, like, frescoes and whatnot. And, like, well, this isn't usually in the side of a mountain, but okay. Um, Didn't he know Pompeii was there, though? Like, it it can't have been that surprising to him. Like, oh, there used to be a city here before it got buried under a volcano. Apparently not, because he kept quiet and nothing ever came of the discovery. I'm sure he, like, wrote it down in a journal somewhere, and that's how we know about this. Mm-hmm. But he was like, there's a there's a thing here. And I that, don't know what it is. We're going to keep moving. The way, the way you said that, though, of, like, he didn't say anything to anyone. It's like, it reminds me of that Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like, never leaves any survivors. If there's no survivors, who's telling the stories? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that, like, explorers and stuff kept journals. Sure. So I'm sure that's how this came about. 
I don't know. Wikipedia didn't tell me that detail. Well, he's a yeah, he's an architect, right? He's an architect digging aqueducts. So yeah, probably less of a journal. Probably more of like I couldn't complete my job today because <laughs> I ran into a wall. Right. Out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, then the next like documented time was 1738 by workmen digging for the foundations of a summer palace for the king of Naples, Charles of Bourbon. Um, due to the spectacular quality of the finds, he like wanted more of the city to be uncovered and stuff. And at this time they knew that it was Pompeii, like stuff was, they had a little bit more background on what this was. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, Charles of Bourbon, I don't know if it's, it's Bourbon in America. Bourbon? Bourbon? I think it's, I think it's Bourbon. Bourbon? Oh, uh, whatever. Is he French? No. But he did become the king of Spain later. Oh. Um, and, like, he just kind of took everything that they could find because it was also, like, I don't know, antique and cool. And it, yeah, yeah, ancient history. Yeah, reinforced the political and cultural but, prestige. Un- understand that it's ancient history for us. Still ancient history in 1700 when you're talking about 1700 years ago. Yeah, it was still ago. a thousand years ago. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, okay, so now... We get to 1863 in Giuseppe Fiorelli. <laughs> Note the pronunciation. <laughs> Giuseppe! <laughs> my boy. That's my three minutes of like Duolingo Italian right there. Nice. He's learning how to say that name. Huh? Yeah. Um, he became the excavation kind of like manager guy or like he was in charge of the excavation for when they actually decided to look into Pompeii a little further. Um, he was the one who came up with the plaster resin stuff. Like, you know how when you search Pompeii, and I'll put this on socials and stuff, but when you search Pompeii and you see the the casts of the people that died there, mm-hmm. so that's not actually, like, their bodies, obviously. It's, like, they found holes in the in the ash layers, and they figured out eventually that those were were bodies and there were like bones and stuff in there too but um he would basically pipe plaster in there and then that would become the mold for the person and they would be able to move that around and manipulate it and whatnot Mm -hmm. now they do it with like a clear resin so you can still see the bones in there and stuff when they find people neat i know (laughs) (laughs) i'm fascinated (laughs) um yes but this is spooky Whoa, just wait. We're going to make it even spookier. (laughs) But do you want to see it? But do you want to see it? (laughs) That jelly's got bones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Through that whole thing, there was a lot of questionable reconstruction. And like that, there was another earthquake in 1980, which caused a lot more um, damage and harm. And since then, work has confined to excavated areas, like parts that they've already dug out. They're not really digging out anymore. They're just like reconstructing the parts that they can already see. Is it like uh, you know, I mean, like the United States has, uh, uh, like Yellowstone and stuff? They have these historic, um, well, national parks, right? Is this like a national park area in Italy, or it's a world UNESCO site? Oh, so this is a heritage world site. heritage site. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the treasures. The treasures. <laughs> Uh, November 2020, the remains of two men thought to be a rich man and his slave were found in 6.6 foot layer of ash. 
They appeared to have escaped the first eruption, but were killed by a second blast the next day. Um, a study. What of, shitty luck! Right. <laughs> you get like ten miles out of town. You're like, we're good. <laughs> the next day, it's like death oh. comes knocking and goes. Eh, hold, hold on a second. Hold there. my beer. <laughs> hold my vino. <laughs> anyway. A study of the bones showed that the younger one appeared to have done manual labor, and that's why they think he was a slave. So, I don't know. Maybe he had, like, big muscles or something. I don't know why. Big. Okay. That's, yeah. That's, that seems like a, like a, it couldn't have been, like, the guy's son or something? That's, yeah. I don't know. Like, it has to be his slave. Okay. Well, they didn't talk about the study. They were just, like, a study showed. Sure. I don't know what that means. Also, in December 2020, a thermopolium which is fun to say, like an inn or a snack bar. Think of like the general mercantile here. You know what I'm talking about? That coffee shop that we went into. Yeah. All the like knickknacks and stuff. Knickknacks. Like novelty shop kind of. That's kind of what I take from this. Um, They found one of those excavated and... How would you say that? Thermopolean. Not Thermopolean? Because Thermopolis is a town or a city, I think, in Greece. Well, it's also the Queen of Genovia. Amelia Mionet. Oh, good. Another, another Princess Diaries <laughs> reference. Let's see if we can sneak these in every other episode or so. Anyway, continue. Anyway. Um, whatever. They just keep finding, like, really bright colored, like, frescoes and a bunch of art stuff. And they find a bunch of different, like... So is the ash... Con- the ash is protecting that stuff? It's mm-hmm. So it's because it's blocking out any air and stuff, you don't have stuff rusting. You don't have stuff... Um, yeah, the same way that... deteriorating. The same way that fossils form, like when an animal in the ocean or whatever dies and lays on the bottom. And then it gets covered up really quickly by sand or whatever. The oxygen isn't able to, like, decay... All of that stuff, so all the hard parts stay. Hmm. The soft parts you generally do go away, but like the right. hard parts calcify and whatever. Anyway, um, they found a fresco that depicts a dog with a collar on a leash, which is possibly a reminder for customers to leash their pets, which is kind of interesting that they had like early. I don't know. Like, they were making signs and stuff. Maybe was, it like, was for service plastic. animals. Maybe it they was. Service animals only. Uh, the complete skeleton of an extremely small adult dog was also discovered measuring about 7.9 to 9.8 inches at the shoulder. So 10 inches. At the Um, shoulder. Which provides evidence of highly selective breeding of dogs in Roman times. Whoa. It's kind of interesting. They found... Amazing that you would get that from, from a volcano going off. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's frozen in time from when it erupted. Yeah, that's a snapshot. It's kind of cool. It's like one of those uh, those things that they bury in the ground. Mm-hmm. What do they call those things? Time time capsules. capsules? Yeah. Um, a large four wheel ceremonial chariot, because there was a like one of the buildings and the structures in Pompeii was like a gladiator house, and they had like a whole arena and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not. Obviously not as big as like the Coliseum. The Coliseum, yeah, but they had like a local one. Sure. Which would it was be like the minor leagues. Well yeah, well it would be the same thing really as our like rodeo grounds here, like our fairgrounds. Yeah. Um and here here, here we come in with the uh, the erotic art. So <laughs> <laughs> 
the erotic art in Pompeii left archaeologists with a dilemma because of the clash of cultures. So, like, they're in 1860 or whatever, when people are all like, button up, don't show your ankles, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then there's, like, gods with their gigantic dongs hanging out. <laughs> nice. Just on the wall. Sure. Um, <laughs> so, these, like, erotic art they're kind of all over the place because it was just a sign of the time like they didn't care right they just called it art they didn't call it erotic right they were just like we have a god that has a huge penis and it's fine and we're gonna put him everywhere because fertility yeah anyway um most of that art was like covered up or like put behind shades or whatever and you have to like either be of age to get into these places when you go to this World Heritage site or you have to have written permission, which oh. I think is hilarious. Written permission. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you go visit this place when you went to Italy? No. No. I'm really sad about it. That's too bad. We were mostly in northern Italy. Like, we started in Rome and went north. The cuff? Where the zipper ends on your stiletto? <laughs> Don't reference I, that again. I don't know if you know what a stiletto is. It's a boot. <laughs> it's not a boot. With a high heel, isn't it? No, it's just a high heel shoe. Oh. <laughs> Good try, though. I did my best. I don't wear them, so. Okay, we got more to get through, so hold okay. on. There's this thing called the Garden of Fugitives, where the cast of 13 victims are just kind of mem- not memorialized because they were all found in the same place, but they called the Garden of Fugitives because this is where the most people in one spot were found. Why fugitives? I couldn't tell you. The victims were adults and children. Several were found close together and others are scattered over the area. Um, They died apparently while trying to find a way out um, when they were hit by the pyroclastic flow, which was fatal. So there's a cast of a merchant. um, This is the 13? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just a couple of the 13. They were all... Whatever. (laughs) Uh, There was a merchant, like I said. There was a mother... Um, they knew she was a mother because her, quote, her body had already been weakened through childbirth, whatever the fuck that means. Weak hips? Stupid. (laughs) I'd argue that I have stronger hips. Thanks. (laughs) Sexist. She lies with her youngest child near two other young children. Um, and this child was about 14 months old. Well. And Evelyn is 14 months, so that made me sad. Pretty brutal. No. The part that really got me that I'm really excited to tell you about is the Villa of the Mysteries, which (laughs) sounds metal as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) The Villa of Mysteries. Yeah, so it's a villa on the outskirts of Pompeii. It's famous for a series of exquisite frescoes in one room, which are usually thought to show the initiation of a young woman into a Greco-Roman mystery cult. Which is exactly what you want to join. Yes. Like a mystery, mystery, secret society kind yeah, of thing. Someone's in a secret society out there and wants to join one for me and tell me all about it. Please, please do. Please do. <laughs> That's all I want in my life. Um, so the presence of a statue of Livia, who is Augustus's wife, remember that first emperor of Rome, um, was in this villa. So that kind of leads researchers to believe that she was the one who owned the place. So maybe they're in some weird, like, eyes-wide-shut-rich-people cult? Maybe. But the, there are seven frescoes um, that kind of tell a story of what goes on. So it's just, like, this ceremony, and it's unclear whether, like, it could really lean towards this is some cult stuff and this is an initiation. 
Or it could be like this person's getting married. <laughs> Without a groom, though? <laughs> like, unclear. Like prepped for marriage kind of thing, maybe? Right. So, a little about this cult. Um, like, it was between, it was believed to be like 70 to 60 BC before Christ era. So it's been around before the common era. Before it's been. I thought it was before Christ era. We had this conversation the other day. Yeah, too. I don't, I don't know for sure. I've always heard before the common era. Anyway, it's so it's been around. This t- takes place about eighty years after that. Yeah. So it's been around for what one hundred fifty years or so. The secret society or this. Yeah, so the secret society is called the Dionysian Mysteries. It's a like Dinosian? I said. Dionysian. 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 Yeah. Dionysian. Did I say Dionysian? Mm-hmm. Well, kind of like the. Um, that's almost like the Princess Diaries. Genovia. Dinogia. <laughs> Dionysian, I think. We are now a Princess Diaries. I'm so podcast. glad you have in our summary that we fuck pronunciations up because <laughs> we need to keep stuff in America. It's just a little bit easier to pronounce. America's the only one with history, damn it. <laughs> Next week we're starting at 1776 because that's when a history starts. <laughs> Anyway, continue with your... And we're ending with 2020 because Biden fucked it up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. What am I talking about? Dionysian. Dionysian? Yeah, Dionysus is the... The god. The god. So Dionysian, I guess. Anyway. Yeah. They pretty much just worship that guy as far as we know. What was he the god of? Do a bunch of stuff. Uh, Dionysian things. Okay. Okay. Uh, Pompeii is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, as we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, he is the god of fruitfulness, vegetation, especially known as the god of wine and ecstasy. Oh, well, so that kind of feeds into sounds your... Sounds like my kind of cult. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of feeds into your... Uh, this weird, fertility yeah, yeah. thing that we have going on. Mm-hmm. So Pompeii sounds like a fun town. Really? Sure, yeah. Probably rich. for all the rich people. That, probably the not for all the people that are slaves. probably hot. Yeah, probably. It's Rome. Everyone's got that, like, olive skin tone. Yeah. Uh, olive branches. Yeah. With their wine and their, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Probably have good sushi. Sushi. Yeah. <laughs> Real big. Like in 100 AD. 100 AD. Well, no, they were dead in 100 AD. I was just rounding up. Fine, I'll round down. Back in 0 AD. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, let's get back to... We're pretty much done here, but... uh, I kind of talked about how the stuff that's already exposed, they're just reconstructing now. Because Mm -hmm. as they uncover it, it's now being, like, weathered and it's like being touched by people's hands and like all the oils on it and stuff. And there's animals and like, um, it's being exposed to the elements pretty much. So it's all kind of really rapidly deteriorating. It's mm-hmm. all been fine for 2000 years because it's been encased in like encased in time pretty much. And now it's not. So it's rapidly deteriorating. Um, and there's been some like controversy about how to really take care of that or if it's our responsibility to unearth the whole thing or if we should just leave it how it is and that's the way it is but of course people don't like that answer because the whole world belongs to us and whatever and whatever um like world war ii was really hard on it because it was part of it was destroyed by bombs and stuff of course yeah 
that North Africa, southern, southern Italy campaign. Sure. Right. I'm sure Mussolini didn't care. He's wanted to win. In 1971, Pink Floyd. Hell yeah. <laughs> Pink Floyd recorded a, well, filmed a live concert called Pink Floyd Live at Pompeii, where they performed six songs um, at the ancient Roman amphitheater in Pompeii. Um, the audience consisted only of the film's production crew and a few local children that <laughs> kind of like snuck, snuck in. in. Yeah. yeah, Classic. Right. 45 years after that recording, guitarist David Gilmour returned to Pompeii um, to that same amphitheater in 2016 to perform a live concert for his Rattle That Lock tour. This event was considered the first in the amphitheater to feature a live audience since the eruption of Vesuvius. Right. Makes sense. Which That's is kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Notice it says just David Gilmore because by then Pink Floyd had pretty much broken up. Roger Waters is off doing his own thing. Well, it's a story for another time. It is, yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll do the story of Pink Floyd. Please don't. <laughs> Rude. So, yeah. I would love to go to Pompeii someday. Yeah. Well, it sounds like we don't really have to. We just they can. They're just gonna make casts of everything anyway, right? And yeah, I mean, why go anywhere if you can look at pictures online? So. <laughs> yeah, we probably should go, but maybe one day. Oh, another cool thing about um, just the like volcano and how destructive I guess this thing was. So Pompeii when everybody was alive and it was in its heyday and whatever was on the coastline, like it was a port town. Now it's about 60 miles from the coast because of that eruption. Oh, it was filled up, filled in all the gaps. Mm -hmm. So is Pompeii the only like, Pompeii's the famous one, but if it went 150 miles, what'd you say? 150 miles north and south of Pompeii. Mm -hmm. And I take it nothing else important got wiped out. I mean, it was mostly farmland because of how rich that soil is with all the volcanic ash and stuff. Um, but like there were other, there were other towns in there that got destroyed. I just chose to talk about Pompeii because it's the famous one. Literally and, the most famous one. And this yeah. is probably a long episode already. Anyway. Um, no, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I guess like, and I think I can speak for most of the audience. I think everyone knows, like, what happened at Pompeii. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows that there was a volcano. But that's the, only, that's the only reason it's famous, right, is because there was a giant volcano there. I thought, you know, the way people talk about it, I would have thought more than just, what, 1,100 people died? Especially of a town of 20,000. Yeah. Really well, not that much. That's all we know of, though. That's only the stuff that we've uncovered. Right, but the maximum amount of people that could have died was 20,000. Even that's a small number. To me. Maybe I'm just a millennial American that's been raised on school shootings and terrorist attacks. 20,000 just seems like a low number for me for a catastrophic event like that. Think about this was also like a harbor. This was a, a boat town. So a lot of people escaped and there were a lot of like recovery efforts and a lot of... Um... Imagine you show up. Like it's a harbor, right? Yeah. So if you're on vacation... From like Spain or whatever, and you show up. That pay people have been talking talking it up as much as they can. There's no Twitter back then, but people are talking up Pompeii and they're like, "You got to go! Like it's incredible. They got slaves. They got everything you can ask for. They got weird 
they got... Uh, I'm pretty sure Pompeii wasn't the only place in 79 AD that had slaves. No, but I mean, like, I'm sure they probably had people that, like, like servants for when guests arrived and stuff. And then they have, like, they, they got weird erotic art. It's also called art. And, uh, <laughs> like, you gotta go. And then you show up and it's, like, the day of the... Huh, it's raining rocks. That's weird. I wonder if it does that all. You go to ask a local, hey, does it usually rain rocks around here? And they're like, well, no. Well, keep in mind, they were <laughs> six miles away from from the top of the volcano. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just all of a sudden there were rocks falling out of the sky. Like, it was the loudest thing you've ever heard. Yeah, I and guess. the sky like, is black. You think about when it hails, it's loud. And now. I'm just the explosion before that even happens. Like, the explosion is loud as hell. No, yeah, because I guess the explosion has to happen for the mm-hmm. rocks to start falling. And then in a couple minutes, you're like, just some shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sounds like a terrible vacation when really if you're does. someone just showing up at that time. Uh, great. All right, well, I guess we can wrap this episode up then. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, find us on Facebook, History and Herstory Podcast, on Instagram, at History and Herstory Podcast, and... Wherever. If you're already listening, you've already found us. But tell your friends if you like the episode, um, if you like the series, if you have ideas for us, uh, for something you want to hear us talk about, let us know. Because we're always searching for ideas. I love, I mean, the whole point of this is cool, interesting, uh, historical stories. So someone out there has a story they want to hear, we'll do our best to not disappoint, but we probably will. I'll do the research so you don't have to. Especially if it includes pronunciation. Yeah, those are fun. Don't judge us. Um, We're going to wrap this up then. And uh, to quote a YouTuber, I guess. uh, Where are you going with this? (laughs) We still don't have an outro.